Welcome to Pondberry Island, where dungeons, crypts, and hidden places teem with peril and secrets. Beatrice, Alice, and Punch have founded their very own dungeon cleaning business, and they fearlessly delve into the shadows, uncovering the mysteries that lurk beneath. Stay tuned, for the Dungeon Crashers are here to light the way, for a price. Episode 2, Goblins in the Dungeon Every day after solving Minerva's ghost problem, Beatrice entered the Dungeon Crasher's office with excitement. Alice and Punch were pretty motivated by their success as well. The Dungeon Crashers had been Beatrice's idea, but now Alice and Punch felt more invested in the business. Soon they were all excitedly standing around the small desk in their office, looking down at another letter that had been slid under their door. Beatrice read aloud, Dearest Dungeon Crashers, mine hopes this letter finds you well. In my centuries-old castle, it seems the dungeon is infested with goblins. Normally, I don't care what goes on in those depths. However, the little green beasts have driven the rats upstairs to the first floor, and my sweet little poodle Pookie is just a wreck about it. Please come address this issue as soon as possible. Signed, Baroness Lumina. So the goblins scared the rats upstairs and the rats are scaring her poodle? Repeated Punch. Some rats can grow to be nearly the size of a full-grown cat, said Alice. No wonder the poodle is afraid. Baroness Lumina's tower isn't too far from here, added Beatrice. I say we get packed up and head out right away. So they gathered what few things they had in their little office and set off. The Baroness lived in a tower, as all Baronesses do. The island of Pondberry was separated into four different regions, each one managed by a Baroness. They weren't like kings or queens, more just like helpers who made sure the land was being cared for and everything was managed appropriately. Beatrice knocked loudly on the huge wooden door of the Baroness's tower. After some gentle barking, the door creaked open. Yes, yes, dungeon crashers, please come right in, please this way, said the Baroness, sweeping her arm to the side to guide them into the tower. Inside was like a little castle, stone walls and a big fireplace, a winding staircase led to the upstairs rooms, a few suits of armor and old paintings decorated the halls and walls. Thank you so much for coming, dungeon crashers, said the Baroness. We've been dealing with this issue for far too long, and my sweet little Pookie is just beside herself. The Baroness was holding a cute little white-haired poodle with puffy fur. It sat comfortably in her arms, its little tongue sticking out and panting gently. Each of the dungeon crashers took a turn petting the cute little Pookie. Oh, she likes you all so much, said the Baroness. Now to the task at hand, follow me. The Baroness led them to the corner of a small kitchen. They entered through an old wooden door and down a slim, winding stone staircase. The darkness was lit by torches hung on the wall until they reached a door made of iron bars. The Baroness stood and waited for the dungeon crashers to make it all the way down the stairs. She pointed out through the iron bars. This is the old dungeon, you see. I've never used it for anything, really. It hasn't been used for prisoners in centuries, but there are little goblins who've infested the dungeon from who knows where, and they've driven all the rats upstairs, and my little Pookie is in danger. You must help, yes? The girls all peered through the bars and into the dark dungeon. 
heavy metal cages stretched from floor to ceiling, making rows of jail cells. Hallways extended off the main room they were looking at, stretching the dungeon further underground. It was musty and damp and dark. It looked and sounded empty. Have you seen any of the goblins down here? asked Alice, flipping through the pages of a goblin encyclopedia she brought along with her. Well, not quite exactly, specifically, literally, you know, but I've heard them. Of course, I've heard their chittering and their giggles, and I've seen their shadows slipping into corners, and it sends shivers down my spine, and my poor little Pookie just can't stand them either, you see, said the Baroness. Pookie sat comfortably in the arms of the Baroness, her tongue sticking out, panting gently. Yes, well, give us some time to work up a plan, and we'll come find you if we need you, said Beatrice. Oh, yes, of course, of course. I'll be up in my study if you need me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, young people. The Baroness handed Beatrice the key to the door made of iron bars, and she went back upstairs. So we just going to run down into the dungeon there and punch some goblins or what? said Punch. We don't even know what kind of goblins are down there, said Alice, thumbing through her goblin encyclopedia. Okay, okay, let's go upstairs and work out a plan there in the kitchen, said Beatrice. They went back up the twisting stone staircase and out into the kitchen. Alice spread out some books and papers. The three then noticed that the Baroness's rat problem was very real. They heard the tiny scratching sounds of rat claws on stone, and they saw little shadows zip this way and that at the corners of the floor and under the tables and counters. Well, the rats have definitely made their way up to the main floor, said Beatrice. So what do we do first? First, we need to light the entire dungeon. We'll take these torches and candles from up here and place them everywhere down there, said Alice. You can't study what you can't see. Okay, yes, agreed Beatrice. We know the goblins aren't coming in the front door, and I think that's the only entrance to the dungeon, said Alice, pointing to the door that led down underground. We have got to figure out how those little green goblins are getting in there. The trio began collecting all the torches and candles from the main floor and setting them up in the dungeon. They hung the torches on the walls and carefully placed the candles on some of the old wooden tables downstairs. They searched the dungeon together, being sure not to stray too far from each other. Beatrice, Alice, and Punch were definitely excited to finally be clearing out a dungeon. They were also scared. In the quiet spaces of the basement dungeon, they looked under tables and searched through all the hallways and rooms. Look here, began Alice, kneeling on the floor. There are scratches in the moss and grime on the floor stones. The scratches are too big for a rat, but too small to be a cave dog. There's certainly something getting around down here. Beatrice and Punch both put their faces close to the floor and saw the same thing. Claw marks streaked through the ages of grime on the stone floor. The claw marks were everywhere down here in the dungeon. Okay, said Beatrice, so we know something's down here, and it's bigger than a rat and smaller than a cave dog. Let's keep looking. Finally, after they had searched every room and hallway, Alice called them over to the corner of an old jail cell. There was a big pile of moldy hay in the corner. There are more scratches on the ground around that pile of hay said Alice. Many more. What if there's a hole or something under there? Beatrice and Punch noticed the floor was scratched up here more than anywhere else in the dungeon. 
The floor stones around the corner were so scratched up they almost looked polished. Well, I guess there's only one way to find out, said Beatrice. She put on her gloves and slowly pushed the hay to the side, revealing an opening in the stone floor leading down to a tunnel below. Wow, I wonder what's down there, said Alice, as she extended a torch in front of her to light the dark tunnel. Um, probably goblins, said Punch. I'm going in first. Punch slid down into the tunnel, which was only barely big enough to fit their bodies through. The three had to hunch over to fit in the tunnel, but after walking for a bit, the tunnel widened and they were able to stand up. There was no light in the tunnel except the candles they carried with them. The walls were a combination of stones and bricks and mud. Where do you think this tunnel leads? asked Beatrice. It leads to Punch Town, if you ask me, said Punch. I'm going to crush the first green skin I see. I'm going to knock out one and then another and then another until the ground is littered with knocked out goblins. They'll never come back up to this dungeon again. Punch, you're being loud enough to scare them off by just walking around down here, said Beatrice. My research shows that most goblins are afraid of light and loud noises, unless they're in a big group, that is, added Alice. Yeah, well, whatever's down here scared off an entire dungeon full of rats, said Beatrice. That's kind of scary to me. I'm not afraid of some stinky goblins, said Punch. I'll take a few swings and we'll be collecting our payment in no time. I'm gonna... But before Punch could continue her diatribe, they turned a corner into a wall of green. Little goblins, each not quite larger than Pookie the Poodle, filled the hallway and stared at the dungeon crashers. The little goblins wore what looked like old doll clothes. Some of them had sharp teeth. Some carried little clubs and daggers. Some carried little backpacks and pouches. It was difficult to tell how many goblins there were, since they were all so close together. But it had to be at least twenty. There was about a two-second pause before everything went sideways. Punch let out a war cry and lunged for the goblins. Alice grabbed her by the collar of her shirt and drug her out of the tunnel. Beatrice led the way, and Alice followed. The goblins scrambled through the tunnel after them. The sounds of their claws scratching on the stone and bricks filled the ears of Beatrice, Alice, and Punch. The three shot out of the tunnel and back up into the dungeon. They raced to the iron bar door and slammed it shut behind them. Beatrice locked it. The goblins swarmed up into the dungeon and nearly made it to the girls before they were able to close the door behind them. The goblins all clambered up against the barred door, trying to squeeze through the bars. Beatrice, Alice, and Punch stood back from the door cautiously. A moment later, the goblins stepped back from the door and calmed down a bit. An old-looking goblin stepped forward, tapping her cane on the stone floor with each step. And what's all this about punching goblins, then? said the goblin with the cane, clearly the leader of this bunch. The girls were speechless. Goblins were known to exist throughout the island, but they mostly kept to themselves in the darker and scarier places, and it was commonly understood that goblins were, well, not very smart, not able to communicate beyond screeches and grunts. Well, you see, we, 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 were, um, we were tasked with getting rid of the goblins here in the dungeon, you see, and, uh, began Beatrice. Getting rid of us, eh? What'll you do then? Put us all in a sack and toss us off a bridge, said the goblin. No, 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 we were... Beatrice began again, still stuttering. 
You were going to give us all a good punch to the face, said the goblin. Yeah, blurted out Punch. No, said Beatrice, elbowing Punch. You scared all the rats upstairs, and they're scaring Pookie. The Baron has hired us to get you to leave the dungeon so the rats would move back down here and stop bothering her poodle. After a few seconds of thinking, the goblin replied, So it sounds like the rats are your problem, not the goblins. Beatrice looked up into the air and bit her lip, something she did when she was really thinking hard. What this little goblin said made some sense. The goblins were not doing anything wrong, not really. What's your name? Alice asked, stepping forward toward the cage and pushing her glasses up on her nose. I'm Ramona, leader of the goblins in these parts, she said, and I won't be pushed around by a group of punchy kids like you. This dungeon is the property of Baroness Lumina, said Alice. She has rights to it, and she can say who comes and who goes. You have been coming and going down here for some time now, haven't you? Ramona stiffened. She reached up with her free hand and fondled one of her necklaces, something she did whenever she was thinking really hard. What Alice had said made sense. They were not hurting anything, sure, but this place did not belong to the goblins, and they were clearly trespassing. Maybe there's a compromise here, said Beatrice. If you kill all the rats, then maybe... At the mention of killing rats, the goblins gasped and began murmuring among themselves. They seemed put off by the idea. What? What did I say? asked Beatrice. We don't kill rats, little girl, said Ramona. Don't you know that? If we start killing off these rats, then we'll have the Rat Queen breathing down our necks and there are few people worse to have breathing down your neck than the Rat Queen, you know? The girls kind of looked at each other sideways from the corners of their eyes. The Rat Queen is real? asked Alice. Alice had read nearly every book she ever saw, so by now, even though she was young, she knew lots of things. She was often surprised at hearing the mention of things she knew nothing about, and she had only ever read of the Rat Queen being a myth. Ramona rolled her eyes. Of course the Rat Queen is real, said Ramona. And if us goblins go around killing rats, it'll start a war that we're not interested in fighting. Beatrice sighed. If we aren't able to fix the problem, then Baroness Lumina will hire someone else to do it. Someone more expensive, someone more serious, someone who won't talk or ask questions or run away. They'll just fix the problem with force, you know? Ramona pursed her lips. She knew it was true. Other dungeon crashers were much more aggressive and mostly just destroyed everything they encountered. These dungeon crashers didn't seem so mean. If they didn't fix the rat problem, then someone else would. So your suggestion is we leave or face the wrath of a worse dungeon cleaner? asked Ramona. Not going to happen. Our goblin horde numbers in the hundreds. We're just a small part of it, and I'm the most reasonable. There's no way we just agree to walk away from this dungeon. We've been living here on and off for months. Alice had been writing down in her notebook. Ramona was a treasure trove of new information. What about this rat queen, she said. Can we talk to the rat queen? Maybe convince her to help us out or something? 
A wry smile crept onto Ramona's green, wrinkly face. Of course you can talk to the Rat Queen. I'll even tell you where to find her. Great, said Beatrice. I knew we could figure this out. Punch scrunched up her face in suspicion. Have you ever met the Rat Queen? Is she nice? She asked the goblin. Not if you punch her in the face she isn't, said Ramona. The goblins standing around her now began to wander off, walking back down into their secret tunnel. But I will give you some advice. The Rat Queen rarely does anything for free. You'll probably end up owing her significantly. But good luck. Beatrice opened the door of iron bars now. Alice handed Ramona a pencil, and she wrote down where the Rat Queen could be found in one of Alice's notebooks. Wow, can all goblins read and write? asked Alice. Some can, some can't. Just like humans, said Ramona. And she turned and followed the other goblins back down into the secret tunnel, and a quiet fell over the dungeon. The dungeon crashers walked up the stairs and back into the kitchen. So now we pay a visit to the Rat Queen and see... About these rats, I guess, said Beatrice. I can't believe there's actually a real Rat Queen, said Alice excitedly. I mean, I've heard of the Rat Queen, but I thought she was just a myth. This is so exciting. Exactly, agreed Beatrice. Let's tell Baroness Lumina and get on it right away. The three went upstairs and let the Baroness know they were leaving and that it would be a few more days before they completed the job. Then they set off to Newcastle to find the Rat Queen.